Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jebbia, welcoming you to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you have your drink of choice because I'm not drinking anything. I'm staying at my parents and I feel like my mom would ask me 20 questions about why I'm drinking on a Monday night and I don't feel like dealing with that right now. So you have an extra one for me. Sound like a plan? I think so. We have a lot to cover on today's episode, okay? So we are spilling the Bravo tea. I'm talking about Vanderpump Rules and another show for Lisa Vanderpump. Also, The Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah, they just dropped that trailer. We're going to talk about that. And then I'm hearing from you for That's My Opinion. We didn't get to do it last week, but it's back in full force. You sent in your Shaw's opinion, and honey, they are so hot. Literally cannot take it. So what are we waiting for? Let's get right into it, okay? Vanderpump Rules is filming again. My friend Sir Rules sent me a picture of the cast sitting around a table in Palm Springs. They were hanging out with a drag queen, which looked like a lot of fun. Where was my invite? The nerve. But all the outfits they were wearing, specifically Raquel, looked like her engagement outfit. So we put on our little sleuthing hats and we realized that Richella that we spoke about last episode, that's the cute little Coachella theme festival that James planned for her to propose to, so adorable, that was done in Palm Springs. So I made a reel on my Instagram, at Diana Jebbia, which, like, by the way, if you're not following me, please do that. We support one another in this house. But I made a reel on my Instagram page saying that they are filming in Palm Springs. Could they be filming at Rochella? Could the engagement have been filmed? Could that have been an engagement celebration? And Miss Raquel Levis herself commented three little pink sparkly hearts underneath it. And of course, I pinned that comment because I like attention especially from cast members, it feels very validating. So that might be a confirmation. It might not be a confirmation. We don't know. Take it that what you will. Also, Raquel, please come on my podcast. Check your DMs, babe. I sent you a message. Would love to talk to you. I'm sure you're listening right now. <laughs> Moving on, we've got some more Bravo tea to spill. Lisa Vanderpump is back in yet another show called Vanderpump Dogs. This woman is the only person I know who could cause so much drama with her employers. Remember her last season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where she refused to film? And they just keep giving her shows. Like, obviously, they weren't going to cancel Vanderpump Rules, although that's debatable whether or not they should have the last season. But she has now overserved with Lisa Vanderpump on E. E and Bravo are both owned by NBC Universal, if you did not know that already, so it's still her employer. And now she's getting Vanderpump Dogs on Peacock, which again, also NBC Universal. So this woman is literally the only one who could cause so many problems and be given more shows. I really don't understand how that works. I also just remembered she didn't even show up to the season nine reunion and normally when a housewife doesn't show up to reunion that's like an automatic firing so bravo must really love her because now she has a new whole show on top of all this so vanderpump dogs 
I've been hearing rumblings about Vanderpump Dogs since that disastrous season nine came along with Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. I'm so sorry to remind you of that, put you through that brain trauma again, that terrible, terrible season. But yeah, rumors have been going around that there was going to be some sort of Vanderpump Dogs spinoff since that season of the show. I don't know if it was in the works since then or if it's just a coincidence. I'm going to say the former. I watched the trailer. I'm not so nuts about it. It's families going to adopt a dog. It's cute. It might be to Animal Planet. I think that Bravo's clientele, Bravo's demo, if you will, likes more drama. And I don't think Bravo would do another drama-filled show with her employees because that's just Vanderpump rules all over again. And people would be like, hey, like we already know this show. Although they're giving Candy her own show. So this seems like it's going to be more about the process of these families picking out a dog. How it works if you want to adopt a dog from her dog shelter. How the dogs get pampered there. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. I'm just going to be a thousand percent real. Like I said many times when you're a bestie. You tell it like it is. I think we're going to get one season out of this. Come on Lisa Vanderpump. I love I don't want to say I love you actually like I tolerate you (laughs) that's really mean because she did just take a picture with me but I'm not the craziest about her and she has enough shows it's time to let other Bravo Lebs get Peacock shows okay (sighs) moving on to better and much more interesting things That Real Housewives of Potomac trailer that just dropped. Have you ever seen something so exciting? They only gave us a couple of minutes and I was completely hooked. And when it was done, I was like, oh my God, we're going to have to wait until July to see this unfold. That show has come such a long way because season one was just not that entertaining. I'm just calling a spade a spade. It was all about etiquette. It seems a little forced. The wives were a little awkward in their roles. But the drama over the past couple of years, up until this very trailer that they put out, it is like that friend you had in elementary school or maybe high school, let's say, right? You're graduating high school. You say goodbye to them at graduation. They're kind of awkward looking. They haven't really grown into themselves. And then they go away to college And then they come back next semester and they've got acrylic nails and they start dressing differently and getting blowouts at dry bar all the time. And you're like, who is this person? That is the Real Housewives of Potomac. Like it completely involved into this hottie that transformed out of nowhere. And this trailer delivered so much in such a short period of time first of all we have a new housewife her name is Mia Thornton and she I already love her number one because she reposted my story with her on Instagram which was really nice of her she didn't have to do that and number two because she seems really interesting she seems spicy she seems like she doesn't give a crap about what anyone thinks she seems like she has a lot of energy which Monique Whether you were Team Monique or not, she did bring a lot of fire to the show. And I knew finding a replacement for Monique in the cast was going to be difficult. But I think they hit it out of the park with Mia. She seems like a fireball. And I cannot wait to watch her. Plus, she's got a really interesting story. She grew up in foster care. 
So right away, she's got so many layers that are going to be so interesting to watch. And if you paid attention closely during the trailer, you see her and Candace get into it. And for that, I love her even more because freaking Candace, when is she going to quit it? She's just so much. She yells at Chris in the trailer. He's managing her and she's just like treating him terribly. And I can't. I can't with Candace. Some other interesting storylines on the show. Giselle finally has to answer about all those rumors with Jamal. I know. Very interesting. Uh, Robin's going through a little bit of a hard time. We see her laying in bed. She doesn't want to get out of bed. And we as the audience can relate to that because we've all just been through this pandemic. And I'm sure many of you, myself included, there were some days where you're just like, I can't deal with this. So it'll be refreshing. I mean, of course, we heard for Robin that she went through that. But it'll be relatable, maybe is what I want to say, to see her going through that. And we know she's not alone. And hopefully she knows that her being that vulnerable helps us feel less alone that'll be interesting to see but the most shocking thing that I saw in this trailer was Eddie Osefo he's not getting a hundred percent from his wife and then Giselle brings up rumors about Eddie and I love Dr. Wendy Osefo she was not having any of it and she was ready to clap right back at Giselle and I can't believe we have to wait until July to see it it is coming out on July. It's coming out on July 11th. So a little less than two months. The nerve of Bravo. I want to see it all right now. But we will wait patiently. I know it's going to be a good season. I freaking love Potomac. If you don't watch Potomac, get some taste and watch Potomac. And I say that with the utmost love and respect to you. Because if you don't, you you currently have no taste, Okay. All right, I'm glad we had that discussion. You're welcome. Shall we recap Shaws of Sunset? Because this is another show that the drama is just too good. T-E-W good lately. What I love about Shaws of Sunset is that everyone on that show has equally had a bad season. It's like every season it rotates who is in the hot seat. This season, of course, being Mike, which has happened before, but they don't evenly pick on someone, which some of the housewife shows, you know, there are some of the cast members and yeah, definitely some of it is because they suck, aka Ramona, but some cast members just repeatedly have bad seasons and you could tell editing's to blame, but with Shaza Sunset, everyone equally sucks sometimes, but everyone's equally lovable and that's what makes this show great. They call each other out on it. It's real. It unfolds before our eyes. So yeah, this season is not Mike's best one. This is kind of reminiscent of every other bad season of his because he's got a bit of a pattern when it comes to women. He has these really great women. He falls head over heels. Remember Jessica? Freaking love Jessica. He was married to her. Then there was Morgan, and now there's Paulina. Paulina seems like a whole angel. She's a mother. She's beautiful. She's everything he wants in a woman. She is Persian. She's also part Jewish, which I remember religion is really important to Mike because he is Jewish. So basically, Paulina is the whole package and then some for Mike. And you would think 
that he would hold on to her because she's a national treasure, but it's it's Mike we're talking about. So just like every other beautiful, wonderful, amazing girl he's brought around, he's going to screw it up. And the issue this season is that there are some suspicious text messages from him that we see, which we'll get into that a little bit later. We had a little show from Nima with those, which I absolutely loved. But this is a pattern, as we've mentioned with Mike, right? And I want to say that he is an avoidant attachment. So we've talked about attachment styles here on the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast back with Summerhouse. Lindsay's kind of anxious attachment. Mike's the opposite end of that. He's an avoidant attachment, meaning he falls head over heels for these girls, as we've seen. And then when the going gets good, he's like, oh, my God, I have to commit. No, no, no. And pulls away. I am working on my attachment style since I just saw four people get engaged this weekend. OK, and I'm very happy for them. I do. One of them, I think, listens to the show and I am so happy. I truly am happy for them. But like my feelings are valid, too. And I'm getting a little tired of waiting for the prince to come anyway. Mike's an avoidant attachment. <laughs> oh, man, this is why I am single. <laughs> so right away, Nima and Mike are talking about those suspicious cheating text messages. They're they're a little uh, salacious, as some people like to say. And Mike is claiming that someone faked those messages right off the bat. He's like, nope, I didn't send those text messages. I don't have a WhatsApp account. And I freaking love Nima. He's like, dude, you have a WhatsApp account. You're in a group chat with us. And he like pulls it up in the confessional and he starts reading some of the texts, which I really don't want to repeat on this podcast because my mom listens to it. But yeah, it's pretty hard for us to believe that Mike didn't send those messages. I mean, allegedly, because we don't know for sure, but it's he's making up the world's dumbest excuses. Guys have the dumbest excuses. I don't remember if I shared this story on here, but one time a guy broke up with me because he told me he was going to jail and he wasn't. Like, if you're going to make up an excuse, why would you make up something that you could easily look up records on? But I digress. I'm just hella bitter lately. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hopefully Bitter Diana is entertaining you. But guys make the dumbest excuses, just like Mike claiming he doesn't have a WhatsApp account and Nima pulled up the receipts. We love Nima for keeping it real this season. You know, I've been back and forth on Nima. He wasn't really that interesting his first season. Then he kind of got annoying last season fighting with Mike. He was starting shit. But he's doing it right this season. He is playing the shady game right with these WhatsApp messages, pulling out the receipts, and this shady Nima can hang. So then we meet London, which I shouldn't say we meet London. She's the newest cast member, by the way, because... Her first scene, we don't really know much about her other than she has a beautiful house. She's MJ's friend. MJ slid into her DMs and they became friends, which, by the way, I wish MJ would respond to my DM that I sent her asking her to come on this podcast because she's so cool. She came into a clubhouse chat. Um, I think it was with Club Bravo. Maybe not. No, Bravo Superfans. Oh, my God. Jenny's going to kill me for messing up her name on Clubhouse. Uh, it's Bravo Superfans. MJ snuck into a Clubhouse chat with us, and she was so sweet. Uh, I spoke about Vita, her mom, because I said, listen, MJ, 
Italian moms and Persian moms, they seem like one and the same when your mom was yelling at you on your wedding day about how your makeup looked. Like, I could see my mom doing the same exact thing. And MJ was so sweet about it. Told us all about baby shams. I love MJ. So please manifest that she comes on this podcast for me. I would love that, Bestie, okay? But yeah, we really know nothing about London from this scene with MJ, except she has a great house. She's friends with MJ. And her mom is really cool. She was showing us videos of London and her mom, and they have a really funny back and forth. But that's all we know about her. And the first few scenes London is in, we don't really get to know her, which I don't know if I'm crazy about that format on the show. Like, what do you think about that? Normally, when we meet a new housewife on The Real Housewives, they're explaining right off the bat, like, hi, my name is, I remember Lydia from Orange County. I don't know why that came to my mind first, but it's like Heather knocked down her door and right away it was, I live in Dana Point. My name's Lydia. I have a husband named Doug. We run this magazine. Like, we knew about her. But with London, it, we don't really get to know about her towards the end of the episode. So that was kind of weird for me. So after that scene, we move on to Adam and Reza. And they're going to this really cool temple. And Adam is talking about how he won't lift the restraining order against Tommy. And I get that. That's a very valid thing. If someone's hurt you and they've scared you and threatened you and whatnot. And, you know, Tommy, I love Tommy, but he did go ham on their house and destroy their property. It's 100% valid to want to protect yourself against that. But I think if Reza wants to have a friendship with MJ, I don't know if that's going to happen as long as Adam has this restraining order against Tommy. Because MJ loves Tommy. They now have a kid together. I just don't see a full reconciliation between them as long as this restraining order is there. And it's valid on both ends. They both have valid points. Like I said, it's normal for Adam not to want to lift that layer of protection if he feels scared by Tommy. And it's normal for NJ to feel some resentment towards that. So Needless to say, uh, Adam and Tommy are both not going to Palm Springs, which we find out they're doing this trip for Mike for his birthday. It's just going to be the normal gang, no significant others. And London's invited too, which I think this was also sloppy on production's part, not having introduced us to London, because it really was, oh, I slid into her DMs, and now I'm inviting you on this trip. Like, listen... We as viewers are not dumb, and we know that Bravo doesn't want to break the fourth wall. It may have well been that MJ definitely started this friendship with London, and London seems really cool, by the way. I'm not knocking on her. She seems really great. I'm going to get more in that, into that in a little bit, but we don't know much about her right now. The meeting between MJ and London just seems very scripted or just like, okay, we have to film you guys together, tell the story about how you slid into her DMs and then invite her on a trip. Like, that's not believable. That's like if Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother, who is like one of my celebrity crushes, even though he's happily taken, like I reply to his DMs. That would be like if he responded to me and was like, oh my God, you're great. Do you want to come to Palm Springs with me? I would gladly accept, but I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> but at any rate, this gang is going to Palm Springs. And London, this is the interesting part again. It's Mike's birthday trip, which like we all know is a cash trip. Again, fourth wall thing. And she said, I haven't met Mike, but I've met his penis, which is like one of the wildest 
things I've ever heard anyone say. And when everyone's like, uh, could you elaborate on that a little bit? She said that he sent a dick pic to her friend. And you know what? That seems very on brand for Mike. But you know what? I feel like if Mike knew about AdamandEve.com, he wouldn't allegedly be sending those kinds of pictures to women. Because AdamandEve.com is like an adult toy superstore that is going to take your bedroom life uh, to the next level, okay? And they've got free stuff, too. Like, you love free stuff. You know, you go to a store, they're giving out free cheese samples, you're all on that. But free stuff to spice up your bedroom, it's even better than that. So here is what AdamandEve.com is going to do for you. You select almost any one item in the store, you get it for 50% off. 50, 5, 0, so exciting. And that's not all. Adam and Eve is going to load on the free stuff. So enter offer code BELIEVE at checkout, B-L-E-A-V. You're going to get 10 tantalizing free gifts, 10, like count on both hands, Okay. So you'll get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. All right, if you're counting, we're up to three and six free spicy movies. So we're doing the math at home. That's nine. Here's number 10. Are you ready for this? Free shipping. Who doesn't love free shipping? Okay, so remember, you got to enter offer code BELIEVE. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Offer code BELIEVE at checkout. Remember, 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, six free spicy movies, and free shipping. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, offer code BELIEVE at checkout at adamandeve.com. Enjoy, my love. So Reza and MJ are taking separate limos, which... Is kind of weird. I mean, I know they made friends again, kind of. They're being civil with one another. They're not fully friends. But it's Reza, Destiny, and Gigi in one limo. And then it's MJ, Mike, and London in another limo. I'm sorry. I also forgot about Nima. Nima is with MJ, Mike, and London. And this is the weirdest thing. They're trying to theme the party as a 2010 party to turn back the time to when they weren't fighting. And I take issue with that because you don't want to go back to a time when you weren't fighting because then a fight's inevitably going to happen in the future. You want to work it out for the present. Am I being too philosophical on this? Am I being too spiritual? I don't know. I thought the whole thing was unnecessary. But the Shahs love a good theme, and I can get behind that. Their little New Year's Eve 2010 costumes were cute, which we'll talk more about later on. But we also find out that Reza and Nima are not getting along. Because remember last season, Nima surprised Reza at his pool party by bringing MJ along and Reza and MJ were not getting along and it was a little bit of a surprise. I think Nima had good intentions that he wanted the two to make up. But of course, the big explosive fight happened where Reza just said something incredibly awful about MJ's medical history and made everything worse. So Nima and Reza not getting along. Now, once again, 
We hear that Mike and Paulina don't have problems, which anyone with a brain would know that if you have to make that declaration, Mike, you and Paulina have some problems. And he, for the first out of 5,000 times, no lesson, this episode, he blames any issues that they may have, but they have no problems on the group being nosy. And sometimes, Mike, you have to look in the mirror and be like, this is my fault. I'm a serial cheater. I need to figure myself out, allegedly. It's just very awkward. And I love Destiny that she spoke to Paulina separately and she felt concerned because she's a girl's girl and she knows something's up. I get compared to Destiny a lot. A lot of people say we have the same energy, and I absolutely love it. I think we both are very showy with our outfits. We both like to have a good time, and we both look out for people. So I can appreciate that she spoke to Paulina separately. So Mike's limo gets to Palm Springs, and then Rez's limo goes grocery shopping, and they spend an absurd amount of money on groceries for the weekend. I think it was like $1,700. That is so much money. And we saw what they bought, but it's just, it's crazy. I know there was a whole group of them, but $1,700, that's like a month's worth of rent. And you're spending that on groceries for a weekend alone. I want to be a Shaw. How do I be a Shaw? Help. (laughs) But Russ is kind of being weird once he gets into the house. Like he gets in... And I think the other people knew they went grocery shopping. But if you're in a house and you're doing your own thing, like MJ's talking to her baby or I forgot what Mike and all them were doing, but they're all Nima was in the bathroom. That's what it was. Rez is like, oh, it's a bad time for you to go to the bathroom when I'm bringing in groceries. I don't think the bathroom comes with a Reza tracker. And if I'm on the toilet I don't want to know where you are. Like, I don't know. That was just, Reza was being so weird. He was misplacing his anger. He kind of explodes when he gets angry, which I'll talk more about that in a second. But Reza just expected everyone to come out and be like, oh, my God, you're here. Oh, my God, hi, kiss, kiss. Let's unload everything. He should have just sent them a text like, hey, we're around the corner. Can you come help with the groceries? Maybe he did. Who knows? I like that Destiny came in once again. Three cheers for destiny. She walked in and she was like, oh, hey, do you mind helping us unload? Because she's smart. She's a smart person. So everyone helped unload the groceries and Reza and Nima kind of finally go at it. And like I said a little bit earlier, Reza explodes when he's angry. I think he goes into confrontation like I'm going to settle these problems, but he knows he's not ready And if he's not ready, he's just going to explode. And this is a pattern with him. He's done this with MJ. I remember there was one dinner in Vegas where he told her that she slept with most of L.A. or something like that. He just comes armed and he, he hurts people. Like he told Nima to get a nose job, which was so dumb. There was the time Rez has done this with Gigi. When she spread the rumors about Adam with the sex tape at the gym, Reza wrote out fake apology cards from her. Like, he doesn't know how to solve confrontation or have a, have a what's the word I'm looking for? A mature conversation to resolve an argument if he's not ready. Like, he'll think he's ready and he goes into it and he's kind of like the Tasmanian devil. But 
If he's not, he's just going to yell, kind of like what he did at Nima, blaming him for breaking up a 30-year friendship when that was already pretty fractured. It wasn't Nima's fault. And I like that Reza did recognize this when he went and he called Adam. He did feel sorry about what he told Nima, so that's some growth at least. And London played a huge part of this. She settled it right away. I, I said it's the quickest fight settlement in the whole show history. They had to say what they liked about one another. And Reza took ownership for his issues. And it was great. And now we finally, like three quarters of the way into the show, we start learning more about London. So we know that she's gay. She's a dating coach. She's smart. She's spiritual. I think she's a really great mix to the group, especially if she could be this level-headed peacemaker but still be very interesting to watch because that's hard. It can be hard to go on these shows and be a peacemaker and not want to be part of the drama. You could easily be labeled as boring, but I don't think that's going to be the case for London. I think she's going to be able to hold her own. So now it's the New Year's part of the party. They're making resolutions, which I thought was really cute. But again, we've got the 2000. 10 thing going on because they want to go back to when everything was okay which again makes no sense but they have little new year's eve 2010 hats and crowns and all that so right off the bat mj tries to make things right with Gigi, and Gigi is a little hesitant which i kind of had a problem with i thought that it was really great of mj to try and resolve that she recognized they're both mothers now they both been through a lot but Gigi's still feeling some hurt there so we'll have to See if that gets any better. Mike's resolution is to control his emotions. I like Nima's. He wants to lead with empathy, and he's going to use that to make amends with Gigi. A lot of people want to make amends with Gigi, which I think that's huge. And then she comes back and says, my resolution would be to know I'm not the bad guy in the group. And, like, listen, I get it. When you've been hurt and you've felt targeted, because she has definitely... I don't want to say been attacked, but she's been in the hot seat a lot more than other cast members on this show. And it almost felt like she had to defend herself some seasons. So I get her feelings, but like that was shady, especially when everyone's going out of their way to try and make amends with you. Destiny wants to communicate better and be there for her friends. That's my girl. And then Rez's resolution was shady he says his is to not mention mike's penis which upsets mike and we've already heard about mike's penis way too many times in this episode like we don't need any more of that and that's obviously a dig at mike's dating problems so mike is just pissed off he's telling everyone they need to mind their business he's blaming his obvious relationship issues on the group when we know it's not the group's fault this group can be nosy. It's like having, I say when I watch the show all the time, Persians and Italians have to be cousins because Italians, like, we're all in one another's business. They come from a 100% Italian family. Like, everyone knows everything about each other. And my friends that are Italian, like, it's the same way. And I get that vibe, what Mike's saying from this group of friends, which they all just happen to be Persian. I think there's a really similar thing culturally between the two groups of people. But Mike can't use that, even if it is true, if this group's a little bit in one another's business. He can't blame his relationship problems and his inability to be monogamous on the group. And then Gigi 
wants to walk outside with him. She had mentioned earlier to London when she found out she was a dating coach. She said, hey, I might be polyamorous. I might not be able to settle down and be with one person, which that's huge of Gigi to recognize. You know, she's raising a kid on her own, which is awesome. And that's great that she's taking this time to figure out what works for her in a relationship. And if it's not traditional, that's her life. That's huge to realize. She's making a lot of growth. So she goes up to Mike and she says that, you know, she knows about what's going on with the text. And she kind of just mentions to him, I'm polyamorous. Maybe this is something you should think about, too. Like, I can't be with one person. Relationships with one person aren't for me. Maybe this is something you're going through, too. Like, I truly think she didn't say that to, to stir the pot. We've seen how Gigi can stir the pot before. And this wasn't it. And Mike got defensive. Again, everyone's in my business. Everyone's in my business. Mind your business. Mind your business. And he's angry. Destiny also keeps it real. And she says, this isn't the first time that Mike's done something like this. And he called. One thing I want to bring up is that Mike compared getting relationship advice from Gigi to getting cooking advice from Jeffrey Dahmer. That is a direct quote. That is a direct analogy. And as we've learned on The Real Housewives in New Jersey, I think that Bravo Lemonese should stay away from analogies because that was a weak one. I don't think you should be taking any advice from Jeffrey Dahmer. He's terrible. Yeah, that was bad. But the Mike quotes get even better because Destiny calls him shallow and he says, you would drown in my ocean of depth. No, honey. Mike. No. And that's where we end off. What a freaking episode. I loved every second of it. I can't wait for next week. The Shaws of Sunset is the cure to Sunday scary. Somebody tell the FDA. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So now it's time to get into like the best part of the show because this is the part of the show where I hear from you for Yes, that's my opinion. So first we heard from Janine and Janine says she love loves Shaw's. She's over Mike already with his shadiness. Super excited for the rest of the season, hoping everyone gets back together. Yeah, I, Janine, am also over Mike, too. Like, there's only so much we could watch of him messing around with girls. And like I mentioned before, these great girls and him just flat out denying it. We're over it. We want to see something new from him. And also, it's exciting that everyone seems to be getting along a lot better than they were. So I hope that we can reconcile this family, too. Thanks for that opinion, Janine. Now we hear from Andrea. She says, I love the show, obvious, but do you think Mike cheated or is this a storyline? Thank you, Andrea. That's a really good question. I do think he cheated. I think this is a constant pattern with him, as I have been saying. I just think back to Jessica. I love Jessica, and he totally ruined that marriage. And this is just his way of life, and maybe he needs to take a season off from the show and kind of figure that out. That was a really good question. Thank you, Andrea. Marissa, she said, Mike is the king of gaslighting. Paulina can shine way better on her own. Also, Tommy is hilarious. Need to use his affirmations. I agree. Paulina is great. I think we should get Paulina as a cast member until Mike gets his ish together. You know what I mean? 
I loved in the first episode from last week when Tommy had to pause as part of anger management and give his affirmations. That is dedication. Say what you want about Tommy. Yeah, it was absolutely wrong that he had that anger eruption and destroyed property of Reza and Adams. But like he's committed. He stopped on the timer and gave his affirmation. So I love Tommy. Thank you, Marissa. And Kelly said, I thought the first episode was fire. Excited it's back. Me too, Kelly. This Shaw's is a show that can put a smile on my face. It's just a feel good show. Yeah, there's a lot of drama, but you could tell the bonds with this crew run deep and I love learning more about their culture and I love their energy and the fact that underneath it all their family so I'm so glad Shaz is back and we will recap another amazing episode of Shaz next week can you believe we just went through another episode just like that time flies when you are having fun my bestie thank you so so much for tuning into the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Catch up with me on Instagram, okay? I do recaps, reality TV news, memes, polls, and more. You can follow me at Diana Jebia, G-E-B-B-I-A. I will talk to you next week. Mwah. Bye, babes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.